Welcome to Tax Wrap, the podcast of Tax and Super Australia. Each fortnight, we present news and insights to tax and SMSF practitioners. If you've got any questions, comments or even suggestions, get in touch at podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Welcome to the Tax Rack Podcast, episode 213. I'm your host, Steve Burnham. Uh, now, we had uh, Tax and Super Australia's tax counsel, John Jeffries, was invited back to um, uh, ABC Radio Adelaide uh, to discuss further the um, JobKeeper package, now that there's been more details come out and uh, the actual legislation has been put on the table. John picked it up, had a good read, and uh, has distilled the details of the JobKeeper package for uh, for listeners. And um, so let's see what he has to say. Now, when we come to look at this, what have you found out in looking at these payments lately about who and what um, falls into these categories? Okay. Well, just from a business perspective, there are uh, some uh, businesses that are going to miss out on both what is known as the cash flow boost and the job keeper payment and that's to do with the particular way they structure their business so if they have a unit trust owned by two discretionary trusts which is a reasonably common structure for a small business where you've got two separate families uh, they will miss out because it's just simply because of the way the uh, rules are drawn um, unfortunately those people will miss out John, when it comes to um, trusts, for instance, let's explain why that's a particular issue. Okay. So uh, in the, the law, you can benefit from it if you're a trust, but one beneficiary of the trust can, and that person has to be an adult beneficiary. Now, if you've got a unit trust owned by two other trusts, there is no human being, no adult, who's actually a beneficiary of that trust. And so the business is conducted in the unit trust um, and the profits flow out to the two discretionary family trusts. But because there's no human being who's a, a beneficiary of that trust, then they miss out. Now, we were, not, we were told that when this first came in that it was likely that the federal government or the tax office in particular would be very flexible and generous in how it made its considerations about who qualifies is that true in this unit trust situation too? Uh, I think in that situation, uh, unless there is a change to the rules, no, I think they're going to miss out. And it's just one of those things I think that might have been uh, not thought about deeply uh, because uh, it needs to be appreciated that when legislation comes through, usually it goes through a consultation process, even though it may not be public. Uh, this legislation, because of the time period... Uh, we've not been able to do that, and so there are a few glitches in it. Would they be able to apply in that circumstance for Job Seeker? Yes, they would uh, be able to apply in that circumstance for Job Seeker, yes. So they're not missing out completely. Are there any elements or groups that are missing out completely on either Job Seeker or Job Keeper payments? I think the government's done a pretty good job at covering the field. There will be some people who will miss out, for example, on JobKeeper if they were employed after the 1st of March. So to get JobKeeper paid to you as an employee, you must have been employed with an employer uh, on the 1st of March. Now, people change jobs and uh, they may have done that 
since that date, um, and unfortunately, you miss out if that's the case. There are some very limited exceptions to that rule, but basically, that's the main rule. John, what other areas have been raising concerns for you in relation to these payments? Well, the, the main thing, I think, is that people are confused, and that includes the accounting community as well. Um, so there, uh, we ran a webinar the other day where we had 1,300 people and there were 200 questions. And uh, there is that uh, confusion about what qualifies and what doesn't. And so we're still waiting for um, a tranche of tax office information to come out, which uh, we hope will come out today and tomorrow that will clarify a number of these, uh, a number of these areas. But I think the government has tried to cover the field, but it's all of these questions about whether do I apply and uh, do I comply and can I change things to see whether I can actually attract more of the uh, stimulus or not. Those are the sort of things that are causing people a lot of problems. Um, we've got a text here from Maria who says, can you please ask about if I am a member of a partnership and then the two partners each have a trust where we are paid dividends, would we each be eligible for uh, a payment as owners of the trust? Okay, so I think that what that means is that you've got a partnership of trusts. And this, again, is a common structure. Um, uh, a partnership of uh, trusts, the partnership itself doesn't have any individual partners. So the partnership itself uh, can't... Uh, comply under my understanding of the rules. Now, with partnerships, it's a little bit different because uh, there are some look-through principles. Again, we'll need to see what the tax office says about that, but I think that there is a difficulty with that particular structure. And do you think there's likely to see any changes to that or th that's just the way it's going to be? I suspect that that's the way it's going to be, yes. Mm. Um, and I think because the tax office has been given the administration of these rules, it will be the flexibility of the tax office as the way they see these things that will probably determine whether people like this get uh, the JobKeeper or not. But Tom's got a question for you, John Jeffries, Tax Counsel for Tax and Super Australia. Hi, Tom. Oh, hello. Uh, John, I just uh, was wondering, I've got a, uh, a new employee who's in employed on uh, mid-January and he's a, uh, uh, going to be a permanent employee for us full-time, yet he's currently on a six-month probationary period. Uh, do you know where he might fall in the JobKeeper um, eligibility? On the sound of it, or on the face of it, he should get the JobKeeper. Uh, what's the nature of his employment? Uh, yeah, that's for the terms of his employment, or...? or part-time or... Oh, yeah, he's, he's a full-time employee, um, yet uh, we do the customary uh, you know, period of uh, probation of, uh, in this circumstance of six months, uh, but just because he's not there for um, you know, beyond that period, so I thought that might affect his eligibility. Uh, no, it won't. As long as he's an employee on the 1st of March and satisfies all the other uh, conditions, he should be able to get JobKeeper. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's good to know. So the, uh, the uh, recording was interrupted then because we had the Prime Minister uh, come in to, to give a little talk on the COVID-19 situation. Uh, but John has been invited back to Radio Adelaide 
ABC Radio Adelaide um, next week. So uh, please tune in again uh, next week and we'll, we'll get some more updates. Thanks for your time. Talk to you next time.